Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at Benator Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Today's podcast is called Graduating Preschool. Pride, excitement, and a little touch of sadness. We're wrapping up another school year, and that means for our pre-K parents, they are counting the days and the lasts. The last time your child is Abba or Ima, the last dudes and donuts, book fair breakfast, the last grandparents day. Was it really just a blink since you moved up from family time? We picked this topic from a Facebook post and the pre-K parents started to imagine that big day in May when they say goodbye to a magical time in a magical place where their children grew from babies to kindergartners starting big school. Here at the table today are Lauren Cohen, who was on that Facebook post describing herself as hyperventilating already. Lisa Kavari's here and Martina Newman, who already know big school with their older children, but now they'll be watching their younger children say goodbye to their preschool years. Of course, we never say goodbye, but let's see what they're feeling. Okay, Lauren's already got a tear in her eye and we've got the tissues on the table. So, Lauren, how's this feel and what does it mean? <sighs> wow, I love being first. It's, it's always fun. Um, I think that since I only have one child, it's extremely emotional for me. I'm trying not to make it emotional. I think it would be a lot easier if I had made a decision regarding where he's going to school next year, <laughs> which I haven't. Um, and we'll talk about that because not making the decision probably has something to do with the anxiety and what's this all about out there and how do I do this the best way for us. Yeah. I mean, I live next door. So I walk half the time, and that's never going to happen again, at least not for a long time. Right, and right. Um, my little guy asks, like, how am I going to get to school? Like, it's really, it's really strange because he, he's like the big, the big kahuna here, and soon he's not going to be. And I think that'll be really good for him because he's too much of the big kahuna. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. It's, I- it, believe <laughs> me, with this child it is, but, but he... Um, He's also on the older side, so I'm excited about him being more a little more challenged, but I'm not excited about leaving Insular. Yeah. The, the friends and the family that you feel here and you know knowing everybody and walking in and feeling comfortable instead of walking into this huge, overwhelming place with seven or four or eight kindergarten classes and right, right. wondering what you're going to do and how your kid's going to get through the day. Right. So. All righty, we'll come back. To the feelings, we'll come back to the choices. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's a big unknown and it's a really, really big step. But the beautiful thing about Benetar is you don't really say goodbye. He'll be back. Um, but it's I, I, 
and, and I'll come back. I don't know what you're feeling, but for me, um, it's that end of that first stage, you know, where it really is an extension of family in the most beautiful, purest way. But And also, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't want to take away anybody's thunder, but I remember when, when you and I first met Karen and my little guy was, I don't know, all of a year. No, not even. Like, he was a baby, few months. Baby. And, and walking through every step here and... Uh, you know every step in my in my personal challenges that we experienced, and uh, it just like leaving that cocoon. It's a cocoon, and I, and and it, it's safe, so it's scary. And I want all you know. I do believe all preschools are that. We are, we are bubbles. We are a place of magic. We are a place of support, protection, and 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 hopefully, like fa- we're family. We want it. You know, it is about sharing. Um, in different ways, I think schools hopefully are some of that too. I mean, how could they not be? But um, but we'll come back. So, okay, Lisa, you have um, one already in school. Um, that's that's a private school, so you have a little bit of. Tell us about how, if it feels as safe, a different kind of safe, and how it feels looking at Sydney moving up. Before I go there, I just have to say one thing. Um, I, I had no idea who was going to be here until you emailed or face last night to let us know. And I'm so glad I'm here with Martina because <laughs> we both have two kids and we've been here to, like, I mean... Parallel journeys. Parallel, yeah. So, I mean, um, it's going to be weird. And, it, like, we've had our kids together, um, two kids, same grade, same, we, we started together. I mean, we've been walking down these hallways together for... Seven years, and yet you're nine. going to different. You're going to different schools after yeah. this. Right? Yeah, I mean, and of and course, we'll, and we're friends, and we'll remain friends. Right. But I think, at least for us, I mean, we're the only two I think in our grade who started together, and we're going to be finishing with together both, with both children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's also it's the day to day of it because you make these friends, you make these relationships, and even right. you know, like with Amy and I, it's like you know we can keep a whole, that's why I love being here because I can still stay in touch and watch them grow, and right. I want to see them on Sundays when they're here for religious school, and I want to see them at Purim carnivals. I mean, the Purim carnival where we had babies to to bar and bat mitzvah kids who were with right. us. It was like, yeah, we are all in this together, but you lose the day to day, and that's. That's that is a huge loss for me. How did it impact your older kids when they moved? I, I'm uh, asking on, that as as onto the. Um, it was an easy transition for, you, yeah. for Sammy, and right. only because I think I might have um, told you this when I sent you the JCC soccer form. He had done um, the JCC soccer league. So he, he, it was, it just ended. It was just trophy day, and Sydney had done it also. So every week for whatever it is, the eight weeks, um, every Sunday, practice, you know, so it's like they're familiar with the school and driving to the parking lot, and they know the the man who runs it is the PE coach. And so it was not. It was a familiar thing, you know, it was a weekly thing that we did for a while, and it, it really, I think, really helped the transition because it was a drive and a familiarity that they had. Let me ask a follow-up, and then we'll ask Martina yeah, sure. that same question of how did it feel for the older ones to make the transition. How many children did Sammy know in his kindergarten when he started? Okay, so this is going to be a huge difference with the kids. Um, when Sammy went to kindergarten... Um, he had Mrs. Englander. 
So he already knew his so teacher. So he, you know, she not only threw the shawl, but as a friend. And he went from Benetora to Mrs. Englander with, I believe... Eleven other oh my goodness. kids. <laughs> so it's kind yeah, of it's like when more. the high school graduates so, from Boca all go to Florida colleges, so, and right. it's like high school and on a college a campus. That's, that, there's when not got, that many. Got, there. Yeah. So that's the difference. Yeah. So when he, so Mrs. Englander's class, I believe, was fourteen. There were two kids that were not Benet. Wow. Torah kids, right. and at first they, the parents were a little not not thrilled. Not that they weren't fril- thrilled, but they. I guess maybe felt a little bit on the outside, and I said to them, I have to tell you, I, I've seen some, at least half of the faces, I had seen daily, but at least six of those parents, I had, Sam, we had never we been in class with them. With. So right. even though we'd walked down the halls, and yes, I'd yeah, I had seen them. Right. And there's right. no question in my mind that there, there's no right or wrong way. I mean, there are, there are pluses and minuses to moving with right. a group. But you're going to, in some, in even some of our public schools, you, there's multi-age groupings where the kindergartens, first grades, and second grades are together for yeah. three years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're, so I we're think really all kindergarten teachers. Because I think right now there's only three three from Venetora going. But to, her brother goes there, so she's good. It's, oh my that'll God. be an easy error. Transition. Yeah, I don't think that Sydney's going to have a problem with oh. where she goes. No, and especially at this school because again, as the second, she knows she's, all the she's kids. been walking the in, kids, and right. and when they walk in as a baby, the big kids love this right. cute little baby, and then right. they watch them grow. And yeah. uh, Sammy says to me, Sydney is so famous. Why does she know everybody? And <laughs> because I, she makes a point I, of doing that. I said that. to him, I said, and and he he's a boy, so it's different. I said perhaps maybe if you not. Maybe smiles a little bit more. You do smile, but you know she's very. She talks to everybody. To everybody. And you have a mayor. Everybody. You have a mayor who's so going to come out so, there and so introduce do I. Like and be there. Me? Yes. My child? Yes. Sam, Sammy's a lot like Zevi, um, but I I don't know. I, I don't know if it was so much as being humbled and being the yeah. small fish in the big pond. Yes. Time. No, because that, in, in no time it took it took him no time to get over that. But I think it may yeah. be more of a male than a female thing, where it's they're just not as because they get a little older. You're the only they, one with a girl. Right. Yeah. So That's true. That's true. Yeah. I think with the boys, they get a little older, and it's not so cool to hug anymore. Right. To, you know, with the girls. And that emotional life right. of a kindergarten boy is more complicated. So, yeah. so I think when he's a white Sydney, no, because she, she's also still little, but I do see the girls still all running to hug their teachers. or right. And the boys now you kind of see no. are, like, mm. too cool to... Too cool to hug. Yeah. They're getting... Okay, Martina, tell us about the transition um, for Garrett. Garrett's transition um, was actually very smooth. Um, and that was a whole new school. And it was a and whole a, new school. And a very no, no, unfamiliar campus, campus, right? Well, he was familiar with the campus because we had done camp. Okay. Uh-huh. I made sure that he did camp right. um, at St. Andrews where uh, I knew he was going to start in the fall. So he was familiar with... The, he was in the classrooms because camp, you know, he, he knew where he was, and so he'd have the familiar surroundings. Um, so for him, it was, it was actually it was a smooth transition. We had the opportunity to meet our teachers. I had met the teachers several times. Um, we had several conversations. Um, they, they, 
the school did a great job of welcoming the students and, and doing uh, a couple of days prior to the beginning of school where the kids got to um, mingle and to um, do different activities and meet their classmates. And so they kind of got, um, you know, into the groove on a social level. Um, and, and then from that point on, um, you know, start classes, half days, and then kind of bring the kids in slowly so that they weren't so Because you can trust schools to know how to create Absolutely. those relationships with your children. Like Absolutely. They don't know your children yet either. But they know children and they know the stage and they, and they know how to identify the individual strengths and quirks of children so they can embrace them exactly where they are. I mean, kindergarten teachers aren't kindergarten teachers by accident. No. Was it easier or harder for you or for Garrett? I mean, because you're describing his transition is going pretty easy. Was Did it feel that easy and safe to you? Uh, I was, first time around, I was very nervous. Um, leaving Benetora, where you are in this bubble, where you, you know, know everybody, you have a relationship, you have that connection with people, there's that that comfort level whereas going to a bigger school though I felt comfortable I had met the teachers I had been in and out of the school my husband's a graduate I mean it's just going into that big building how many kindergarten classes were there there were three the three Three. so three for for every grade because the early childhood building isn't so intimidating but the campus is the campus is is huge so um so that was that worried me, and and for for Garrett, he he was he was scared. He was a, he was excited, but um, the teachers just I mean I have I, I trust the teachers, and they just had this energy level mm-hmm. that you know when when they come when to every day my child comes out of school with a smile okay. every day from day one. When I knew he had the jitters till now, and we've been there two years. So trust is possible. And this is the hard one. I mean, I see it when parents leave us to go into the preschool, which feels like a big unknown initially, is that how do I trust? You know us for two years. How do I trust those two-year-old teachers who I don't know? Mm-hmm. And what you're saying is you found it easy to trust this person that Absolutely. you that people said we know what we're doing. Here's the process. You made that leap, even though you were uncertain. And and it, and I think it, and it takes time because you don't you you go into the situation not sure. But you know, we we had several different situations throughout the year with Garrett where you know maybe he I don't know did something. There's I can't always think of situations because nothing could be perfect. Nothing and, could be. Mm, that predictable that there isn't going to be blips and, and adjustments, but that's where the bonding takes place. That's where the and, relationships. And the teachers take care of it. And, yes. you know, I would find out, Garrett took my Play-Doh, and, you know, so-and-so wasn't happy because, well, the teachers deal with it in the classroom, and all of those experiences help you gain that trust, gain you allow you to gain that, that relationship, that at the end of the day, my child is happy, my child is flourishing, my child is learning, and my child is coming home with all this knowledge that I never even knew existed. Okay, she's saying that, but she's all stressed over the math curriculum, exactly. which is already <laughs> so, so while you know that they're intellectually, there's this trust and there's this moving forward, exactly. but, but the reality, and that's why we're doing this podcast, is underneath all 
your parenting and is and always this, eh, eh, I don't know if this, this is going to be okay. And it's always going to be okay. Exactly. Okay, so now let's go back to Lauren and find out, because um, she hasn't picked the school, what, so she can, isn't, isn't, isn't able to start creating those transitions, and he's already asking. How am I going to get to school? I mean, I love the simplicity of that question, which is I can't even ask mom what school I'm going to go to because she does. He knows you don't know. Well, he thinks he's going to Donna Klein. Yeah. Okay. So tell us. Tell us. <laughs> I don't know how he got that idea, but he thinks that. Tell us what's in your decision making. Um, Financials. Okay. That's really good. so. There's there's financially there's, two, there's, there's an two easy. issues. There's the financial piece, and to a lesser extent, there's the piece about. There's the piece about being um, segregated, I guess is the word, or, or you know, I, I want him, I want, <clears throat> since he's my only one, I went to public school, I turned out relatively okay. Um, um, at the time in, in Toronto where I grew up, every, all the kids in my class were Jewish anyway. Um, at going, they, they only started uh, private Jewish school when I was really little. My parents didn't have the money. It wasn't even an option. Fine. I did fine. Okay, whatever. But the, the Jewish part of our life is very significant, much more significant, I think, than the average person even here at B'nai Torah because we, we practice it at home. And it's, he flourishes on that. And that's a very big challenge. But then is the financial piece. And the financial piece is huge. So yeah. when so when I when I um, was making the decision when I originally was making the decision I guess I thought okay um, if he doesn't test gifted I have to send him to Donna Klein because oh, there's I didn't a whole want, other layer there's I a whole know. there's a whole podcast conversation there I didn't too. want him to go to the school we're zoned for okay. and then he tested gifted and I'm like oh like I'm like okay that's great but now I have to make a choice now it's a choice between a really good school. And a school that costs a lot of money. Right, right. And the truth is that the money is, is out of my pocket and I have a business and there's no, like, January, no money came in. I don't know. I, I was That was what put me in a panic. Okay. Thinking, okay. what am I going to do if I have this obligation? And um, it, it, it was challenging. And I don't really have uh, people to turn to. to there's, so it's me or it's me, right, pretty right. much. And, and Lisa's nodding because once, even when you make the decision, it's a decision you end up revisiting year after yes, year. Yes. And, and you want to make this decision once I, forever. But unfortunately, I, often that's forever. not realistic. Yeah. Um, do you feel, um, so in terms of the education, in terms of the trust for either school, do you think those emotional issues will be the same? No. Okay, so it's not just financial. No. It's that... Um, no, I know that uh, my kid, because he's an only child and because he's very dominant, strong personality, and because he's the oldest one in, like, on the older side of his year, and he's the oldest one in his birthday? class now, November. Okay. And so he's the oldest one in his class by a few months, which I, I think probably in retrospect was a mistake, but at the time I didn't, I didn't see it that way. I love his teachers, so nothing negative. It's just that, unfortunately, he is so much... So, like, he's in a complete... No, none of the other kids in his class are reading. So he's, like, in almost in another grade, pretty mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. And um, so as a result of that, I feel that the teachers have gone above and beyond, and they have, to... Uh, 
deal with some to of the behavioral issues, behavior. right? Oh, and the and I'm only going to get that. I'm not going to get that at a gifted school. I'm not going to get that in a gifted program. I'm only going to get that in a private school. And I know that. And so that's a big factor. Go ahead, Lisa. Oh, but because I, I, I wish I, we I, had a public right. school rep here. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, mom. Yeah. I, I would, in what, in respect to what you said, if you would have asked me, probably even in at this point when Sammy was getting ready, uh, I wasn't a hundred percent sure. I went to public school. I worked in public school in my former life for fifty as an administrator for, ever. It was good enough for me. Look how amazing I. T- I mean, exactly. that's just, look how great I. T- I mean, all it of worked. You? Yes. Yeah, we're 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 great. Um, we if private school wasn't an option um, for me, like you, but it was fine. And now you revisit the financial issue every day. People say to me, is, "Where is Cindy going? Is she going to Donna Klein like Sammy?" And my answer always is, and it confuses people. I I'll tell them today, yes. Tomorrow, I don't know. I mean, today, yes, we're planning to send her, but anything, you know, when they say what, and, you know, business hasn't been great for us. I'm not back to work eating with two kids. It's huge. Exponential. It's, it's, yeah. it's huge. And along the lines of, will you, you are probably right, I would say, as far as, I think initially, automatically, you have that trust more in a private school than you would in a public school. Of course, why else are you paying all that money? You There's would a hope, sense of accountability where I that, can, you know, I'm your buying money, a, a relationship. Would, but, <laughs> but it's not to say you, and this is speaking, I think, as a parent, as a graduate, as someone who worked, it's not to say that you couldn't have it in public right. school. I think it's. I think it, everything is very dependent on the teacher, and I say that all the time. And you the administrator a, and of that have, school, and you because can have, our Boca schools and and a lot, most of our South Florida public schools, you know, are comparable to private schools in other places. Right. So, and you're looking at class there's size. There's seven kindergartens. Yes. Don't think of the number of kindergartens. Think about the size of the kindergarten and the ability. I mean, what do we know about but early yeah. childhood? Through kindergarten and second grade, relationships, relationships, relationships. If those schools are set up so that they can individualize, so they can have relationships with children primarily and with you as a parent where you can come in and go, you know what, I need to have a conversation about this relationship that's going on or this dynamic in the classroom or I need to have support for the math curriculum or I need to understand new legislation. That's a conversation that is ongoing, and this is your. This is a relationship that you're having. It is not something that is set set in stone, and that is it is static. It's not at all. So I think as you interview the private, the public school parents in our communities, and find out where your son could be going, then find out can he have those relationships, and even in magnet schools, um, you know where there are children where that's, the gifted that's another huge. I'm sorry, right, that's, oh, we won't, okay, let's not go there. Too many we, choices. But, with public schools. We, we got into one because of those too. Within, and that just confuses you more. It's a small exactly. community, but it's, too many it's a small community within the community. So again, you go, you look at the classrooms, you look at the teachers, you ask your questions, and then you see how it's like choosing a preschool. It's how do you does this feel right at all? Right. Does this feel like home at all? Does this feel like I can have an ongoing conversation? And they will hear me, see me, and and honor my choices as a family, whether it's a Jewish family, a gifted family, um, a single mom family. It's all of those factors, and it's finding the match. And I think nothing is forever. Like if it might work today. 
I'm not saying you ch- and I'm not saying exactly. you change school tomorrow, but you try and make the best. And if look, if it wasn't a great year, you're not locked into public school, private school. You, I believe that with all choices. The, the way that I know to proceed as someone who supports parents is to say, don't let fear or that, yeah. what if we don't have the money? What if we don't have this? What if it's, what if it's a, a segregated community? It's, you know what, what feels like home? Come from those positive places. But, there's, but then there's no issue. That's, right. that's the challenge well, because I'm on that campus at least twice a week and I have been for... Then you sit down Never. and you, you know, when I, when I remember the first time I opened a business, you're a business owner. Somebody said to me, take all the emotions out of that decision. Sit down and look at those numbers. If it's doable, you do it. If it's not doable, you don't do it. If it looks good on paper and, and, you, and you can't do, deal maybe with all the what ifs. But again, you know, we, all of us make our, our decisions very individually. But if, if there's no question... Then you have this conversation about, you know, now how do you have that conversation with a school and say, what if I have a bad month? How do you handle that with a single parent that, that wants to be responsible about this decision? And I know every, every private school in this town, in three counties, I know don't want to lose parents because of a blip in a, in, in a financial situation. So if it's, a, if, it's, if it's, you know, take a deep breath. There, there mostly are no wrong decisions. <laughs> in this equation. So I want to bring this back to to the graduation because maybe under all the uncertainties, and we've talked about your older children and we've talked about Zev going forward, now let's talk about, um, you know, the, the emotional part of it is, um, you know, what underlies watching them move on to this next stage. Martina, you said you, when I asked you before, they turned on the mic and I said, go back to Garrett's graduation. Um, because were you thinking about that? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's two months away. I mean, we have time. To- it's oh not God. here yet. Right. But go ahead. Tell me how it feels. And looking at the unknowns, thinking of yeah. what Lauren's feeling, um, and the and the big question. Go ahead. Take it. Um, well, I was bawling at, <laughs> at Garrett's graduation, and I will be bawling at Drew's graduation. And a lot of, you know, there is that, that sense of, you know, Everything that we've done here, um, between my kids needing speech therapy intervention, occupational therapy intervention, and really laying that groundwork. Okay, I'm gonna cry. To help my children be successful in the next stage of their life. Um, and so that is extremely sad because of the the love that everyone, every, everyone, every teacher, that whether my child has had that teacher, they know my child. And that's something that is hard to replicate anywhere else. And so in that respect, um, that is really sad. Um, But I go back to today, this morning, walking into the school where my older son now is back. And um, that transition from pre-K here and preschool and and, and mommy and me, going into kindergarten, um, going to a big school, having to trust the relationships, build new relationships, learn learn about new families, meet new families, um, but having 
my older son today come back who's been looking forward to this all week knowing that he was coming back to be with Miss Randy who was his pre-K teacher who was going to take him for the hour that oh, we're here. Oh, that's right. And, that's right. That's right. And pour him. And, and just the excitement of he wrote a letter to Miss Randy that said... <sighs> Thank you. I am so excited to be here today. Thank you for letting me come into room seven. I love you. And I will tell you, it's spring break this week, and we still have school. And I had nine and ten-year-old older siblings playing in our classroom. And I took a picture to say, look, they've come back to be their little selves again. And they weren't. They started by playing with the younger siblings. But then I watched three boys in the middle of my carpet playing with each other in the family time classroom. You don't leave it. It stays in you forever. And here's one other thing I want to say, and then I'm going to let each of you talk about coming to graduation, is that we we do this in the present. What do we know about developmentally appropriate practice? We know that you don't do something inappropriate to prepare for something else inappropriate. You meet children exactly where they are and you fill them with that love. And the next stage will be exactly what the next stage should be because to each moment is its own moment. And if we could believe that and stay in that, you build a a beautiful life. I mean, I as much as I say to the preschoolers and I say to the school age kids, can I just squish you back and bring you back into my world because I want you to be my babies again? They look at me like, yeah, no, <laughs> because they want to grow too. And so we find that way to hold their childhoods and let them grow. And that's what it's all about is walking that, that cha-cha that says, you're always little and you're growing. You're always my little one, and 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 it's and it is perfect exactly where they're supposed to be. But I'm gonna cry because I cry at every graduation. It's monumental, Lisa. You took Sydney's- the words right out of my mouth, and more eloquently than I could have ever put it. But that's exactly what I was gonna say. School aside, and everything else aside, I, I think because like my my son, I I and because I kept busy and. And I'm doing the same thing this year, and Martina's going to jump on board any second. And he keeps so busy in planning the preparations for the graduation, for the parties, for, that I didn't even have time to stop and think. And, of course, it was like, oh, he'll be, he's fine. Like, he's just, she'll be fine, he'll be fine. And they will be. And the, the first day that I dropped him off, I had no, but I walked away from the classroom, and I just, I cried because it was, I'm ready for the next, next stage. Trust me, I don't want to change another diaper ever again but you're not ready for your baby you want your baby you're not ready to give up these years and to say goodbye to these innocent sweet delicious year I mean not that and with each stage like you said I love it I love everything about the new things that are coming but at the same time you don't want to say goodbye to and I suspect when Martina was describing Garrett being ready and, and feeling okay even with the trepidation it is harder for us, way harder for us. And so I really just want, part of this podcast is to say, just pause and feel the feelings. Just feel it because you don't want to, go, you don't want to rush through this. That helped me be okay with being late this morning. When she wanted to, I was like, it's okay. You know, we only get, you know, that's when you stop to think and you're like, we can't rush through it. This is. It will be scary. It, it is will scary. be exciting. Yeah. But it will be okay. Lauren. 
are you feeling? <laughs> well, What's it going to mean to say? I mean, you've already kind of said a little about the book goodbye. But I don't. It's like back. I'm in a, such a different place for a lot of reasons. Um, first of all, I never expected to have a child. He's my miracle. I had him very late. So, and and as difficult as he often is, I I I want to eat him up all the time, and. Um, we had, like I mentioned, some real, really not bad behavioral issues, but behavioral issues, a little bit of lying. I think I mentioned it yeah. to you, Karen. And and uh, I feel like we've actually worked through it and we're on the other side. And I was just thinking about this last night and how relieved I am because I want him to leave here with such a positive feeling on everybody's part, including his and mine and, and his, his dad who, who is around. But... Um, um, it's it's challenging. Like you know, I'm thinking to myself like about my mom and and whether she's gonna be able to come to graduation and, and his mom and like who's he gonna have there and like yeah. he, how's he gonna feel and and how am I gonna feel and it's it's a it's a definitely a lot of emotions because I have everything tied up in this poor kid. <laughs> you know, like all the pressure, no pressure. and all the no pressure. Right. So um, so it, it it's 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 like. When 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 we did the gifted testing, I, it was it kind of like reflective of how I feel because I thought, wow, if he's not gifted, then like what does that mean? But then I thought, wow, if he is gifted, then like what does that mean? So it's like it's 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 all in this one poor little kid who has the weight of the world on his shoulders, and as much as I try to take that away, that's how I am and I know that whatever emotions I'm going to show him over the next two months is what is going to be reflected in him so um so it's hard um you know I'm I I can't even imagine okay when when you're in doubt I if you I don't want you to pretend to not be you or to not feel what you feel I can't you cannot (laughs) so what the all you have to do is explain to him what you're going through. Then you're doing the real emotion coaching for him. Then you're saying, Zevi, this is what I feel. Zevi, you are my everything, and that's what I'm pouring into you. And Zevi, if you need to say, Mom, back up! <laughs> I'll step back, and I'll just like... And, and you know, like you, could, you can laugh about it, you can love about it. You don't have to... All you have to do is to explain to him where it's, who you are and what you're feeling. And, he, and he'll know that he, doesn't, he has a choice to, to, to choose how he responds or to be able to look at your emotions with a little bit more distance. So don't even be afraid of all of that. Show him that you are a very huge, smart, and emotional mom. How, <laughs> how lucky is he to have both? And now I've got a wrap because um, I know you have to go to work um, and we could go on forever and I love you guys for being here but the, the wrap up question is always the same I'm going to put Lauren on first because she's feeling it so deeply <laughs> how have you got this you've been through like you said you've just been through a major thing with like okay we made it past that what do you know that you've got this how you've got this from now through there's that no choice that- I think that that's the reality for, for me it's like anything it's like you know I, I whatever challenge comes our way we are moms and we are strong and we have to deal with it and we do and we deal with it as best we can at the time and make sure that we protect our children in the process um you know i just want to be there for him and be as strong and and positive and happy and and not bawling my eyes out all the time and you are and you are 
And so when you're bawling your eyes out, you come to these these places where you can do it and you can feel safe letting it all out and feeling it. So thank you. Thank you thank so you. very, very much. Lisa, have you got this? Sydney's graduating in a few months. When we got an email, the first one about graduation, got this, I think I sent back right away. I'm not even going to discuss, discuss it from the mom in denial. Um, I think like Lauren said, you just, you got it because you got it. That's life. I don't, you know, it's not really a choice. You do it because you do it. And like you said, you, I think you just be you and. And Sydney will be Sydney. Yeah. And she'll she's be running be, down to that. <laughs> I mean, would, I don't, we even like give Lauren the visual of how that looks and feels. Oh, she doesn't. She's, she gives me the vision. I don't even need it. She'll tell me the vision. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know the joy and, and the individuality with which they so, come to, to that moment. So I, and that hug for those teachers. I mean, it's, there's so nothing I, else like, like I it. Like I said, I think it's bittersweet. I mean, it's, you don't want to say goodbye to these years because you don't get them back and they are amazing and I have loved every single second of it and I'm so happy that we we brought Mia to your class and hopefully they're going to be moving here any second and we have a one-year-old now that to do this again because it's amazing but also everything that comes that is not that these weren't challenging, but all the challenging things that, you know, when you work through those and you got that, that's so rewarding. And it feels so good to watch your kids thrive and watch you go, oh, when you think it's so bad and you can't tackle some of those blips or whatever you said, and you, and you think it's the end of the world. It's not. And then you do it and you go, all right, we got this. We it, could. Just, it just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. Martina? Um, Drew is graduating. Drew is graduating. Um, I, I think... You know, everything that everyone has said is is right on. Um, Drew is graduating, and, and as sad as I am, which I am extremely sad because, you know, coming here every day. For seven um, years. For seven walking years. Walking these walls for um, seven sure. years. It's, Even my mom said this morning when I told her what I was doing, she goes, I wish, not to interrupt you, but yeah, I mean, seven years. To walk it's, down these halls. It's scary. It's sad. Um, I'll miss it. I'll be back. You'll be back. Um, Next but, year when you take Drew for Purim. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, the. I'm not going to lie. I'm excited for Drew, for the new, for the for what I know is coming for him. That's what, I, so, and, and that's what you get to hold on to, that as great as... The little, the sadness, the looking back, but there's still the looking forward. I think that's perfect for you to hold on to because I think what's coming for Zevi is it's going magnificent. to it's magnificent. And, and it's a whole new world that he can experience and flourish and love and just and dive he head first and get his, himself dirty and it's, it's a just, whole new it's world. It's exciting. They're coming, and we're sending three new, amazing, fantastic children out into the world of kindergarten. Thank you very, very, very much. I'm going to go give Lauren a hug now. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow. Listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey. Loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules. You write your story. 
We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to The Front and The Follow for the song listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.